Heidi Ho. <laughs> uh, I am struggling today. I think today is uh, today's Wednesday, but somehow a little like stomach bug has hit the Smith household. First, it hit Zach. Melissa got a phone call like last Friday to come pick up Zach at school. I guess he's throwing up his last day. They were all outside playing in the sun. So we're like, I mean, maybe he's like dehydrated or something. She goes and picks him up and he's throwing up all over the place. Gets him in the car, throws up in the car. Like, what is going on? So he comes home and Austin, like, he's fine. So, you know how kids are like, they're sick one minute and they're fine the next. So that's a little confusing. So we're like, all right. So we carried on with our weekend and we're like, well, let's go to the beach for Memorial Day. You know, and uh, packed up the kids, got everyone in the car, drive all the way to our beach, and all of a sudden Bradley gets out, and it's it's always like sad watching when your little kid's sick because they act like a little a little grown up, and Bradley gets out of the car and he goes immediately over behind the car and he like leans forward, props himself, puts a hand on each knee, and he just stands there and he just starts all over the place, just throwing up. So we're like, all right, well, we're already at the beach. We're already committed now. So we're like, all right, well, let's just let's just make it a beach day. But then, like, we go out on the beach, and I kept asking Brad, like, are you feeling better, buddy? And he's like, yeah, I feel much better. That's what he'd say, like, after he threw up. But, like, you know that they're still sick. So we go out there, and it's sad because, like, he's trying to play. But you could tell, like, he's just tired, sick, and weak. Like, he would play and this and that, and all of a sudden, like, he would, like, sit in one of his little beach chairs and just stare at the ocean like a little 40 year old depressed adult just sit there staring at the sunset like ah. you feel bad you're like all right so we end up coming home boys pass out in the car um which is a normal thing they nap all the way home we get home all of a sudden both boys zach and bradley now are both like oh we're so sick we don't feel good so we're like all right so put them to bed we thought we we're gonna have a sleepless night because bradley was coughing all this stuff i wait oh we go to bed. Now I have work the next day. Midnight, I wake up. And it's very uncommon to use the bathroom at night. And I woke up, had to run to the bathroom at midnight. Then I woke up at 3 a.m., had to run to the bathroom. Then I woke up at 5.30, had to run to the bathroom. So whatever it was, it hit me. I still went to work like the big badass man that I am. Um, but all day yesterday, I'm, I'm playing musical chairs with different bathrooms it's just really weird like i'm not sick like i'm not like dying you know um it's just my stomach is is all weirdly jammed up and i don't don't know why so hopefully today's gonna be a better day i guess we'll we'll see but that's what's going on in the smith household right now chaos and destruction everywhere with the kids and now melissa she said this morning that she feels like she has like shards of glass in her throat but it doesn't seem like that's part of the little stomach bug we have going on. So that's kind of what we're dealing with over here. Um, other than that, I hope you guys all had a great Memorial Day. Uh, you know, we made it a big family time. Had a lot of fun. It's nice. It's always nice having that, like, three-day weekend. And now July 4th is coming up, and that's another three-day weekend because July 4th is on a Monday. So bring it on. Which makes me think, is it July 4th always on a Monday, or am I, am I wrong in thinking that? I don't remember, like, July 4th being on, like, a Thursday. I don't know. Weird. So, but anyways, July 4th is on a Monday, so we are lining ourselves up for some good holidays. Hurricane season just started here in Florida. Um, And Florida does a little, like, sales tax thing where 
They include certain food, dog food, certain supplies like generators and all that stuff on this list that Florida cannot put a sales tax when you purchase them to help people out for like hurricane season, which is kind of cool, I guess. Because I know like Pennsylvania had a 6% sales tax on the dollar and Florida has an 8% sales tax. So it's cool when they include little items that don't like that aren't allowed to be sales taxed on. I just wish they would do like food or something. You know, that'd be cool like to go grocery shopping and have no tax at all. I'd like that. That that'd be amazing. But we'll get there, I guess. Um also my horn. Yeah. Great job, moron. It's it's so funny. So I'm in the left lane following a ton of cars. We are passing cars on the right. There's really nowhere where you could go at all. And I know this is like work pickup truck was like on my bumper. And that infuriates me. Like, buddy, are you, are you trying to make me speed up? Like what, like, what are you looking for besides driving like a complete jerk off? And uh, he's like on my bumper. So I'm constantly watching him in my, my mirror because just to see if he's paying, paying attention. So all of a sudden there's a little break in the cars on the right. Tiny, tiny little break. And he immediately dive, dives over to the right. But then he can't go anywhere. And then I just start like slowing down because I don't I don't want him to try to think he, he could pass me and then it, like runs me off the road or hits my car. So like I just I just don't want to deal with that. But you wonder what's going on in his head. Go, 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 go. I gotta get to the construction site first. It's my job today to get coffees. Like, what's your rush, bro? <laughs> and I know like a lot of people are in rushes on Friday. That's a normal thing. When you're driving to work, Friday, rush hour. We're trying to get in, get done, get out. That's what we are doing at work on a Friday. But, bro, Wednesday? What do you got going on on a Wednesday? You're probably halfway through your construction project that you have going on. There's, there's just no reason for it. And the worst part is he has no name or anything on the door. So it's not like he even, like, calls boss and be like, give him a little spanking. Driving the work truck so erratically. <sighs> Whatever. Um... But yeah, so the weekends were good. Hope you guys all had a great uh, weekend, Memorial Day. Reflect on those that lost their lives in this military. I did have to call out and correct a couple misinformed amoebas um, that would go ahead and post out there. Remember, I remember. I, I think I called this out on the last pod. I said, like, you got people that they confuse Veterans Day with Memorial Day. And that is my biggest pet peeve. And sure enough. People he, who I even know close, they're posting out there. I just want to say thank you to everyone who have served and is serving. Wrong. We're not combining Veterans Day and Memorial Day. But yet they're out there trying to hit two words with one stone. It's just, it's just wild. So I had to correct it out. So I I only corrected like I think I was like three people like yeah that's Veterans Day yeah but you could always respect everyone like shut up that's like that, that that that's always the answer you always get they're trying to be like I'm trying to just thank everybody for the, the work they do and da, 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 da. like okay buddy I'm currently <laughs> uh, I don't know why I'm getting so antsy on the drive to work today it's like everyone is being like an idiot. Like, we're behind all these buses that were camping in the left lane, not passing anybody. We finally got around them, and now we're out on the turnpike where there's, like, four lanes. 
and both buses immediately dived over to the second to the left lane. Like, why? Because the lane of least resistance? Because they're a bunch of freaking rookies. That's what that is. They're a bunch of freaking rookies that think they need the lane with no opposing traffic to be merging. But that's not how it works. Any law of traffic is not how it works. Somebody needs to give them a firm brake checking. It's like a little spanking. Anyways, um, so it's also out of my ordin- ordinary, uh, or- ordinary, I think, to go ahead and start recording my podcast on a Wednesday. But the reason why I was thinking about starting to record it now is because by the time Friday rolls around, I normally take the bike to work on Fridays. Well, if I take the bike to work on Fridays, my whole podcast is going to be screwed up. I'm not going to have the right, the right time. Um, and I'll, I'll either be late on the posting or I'll have to wait a week to get the post. So I was like, you know what? I'll go ahead and re- record today. Maybe I'll get another one in tomorrow. And then if I record Friday, then so be it. You know, it is what it is. So, but if not, and I took, took the bike, then it all works out because there's a guy driving down the shoulder of the turnpike. I don't know why. He's like going to the same speed as everybody else. That's not like a work truck. Um, that way I'm, I'm already recording. I'm caught, caught up to date. And since I have to record two podcasts in 30 minute intervals, it's, this kind of helps out, you know, because worst case I could do one early Friday morning if I know I'm taking the bike or watch the weather like, I don't know, whatever it is. I just want to make sure I'm ahead of the game. And it's funny as I still try to figure out this app. Like, I can't record podcasts on the whim and save them to publish at a different time. Whatever is recorded and in my library, when you go to publish it, everything gets taken out of the library. It's probably because it's like a cheap podcast app, you know? So, like, I have to be very, very careful in what I'm, like, the, my timing and what I'm talking about to get it all lined up so it doesn't sound stupid. So that that's why, like, I'll go ahead and bang out the 30 minute today and maybe uh, another 30 minute again. That way it'll be in my library, ready to go. So moving on, Survivor. Uh, y'all know my thoughts about Survivor for the most part, about everything, cancel culture, and Jeff Probst can't say, come on in, guys, anymore. Like, it's getting so sickening. I'm so over it. And I'm not going to go down the freaking rabbit hole again. But if these high media corporations would stop giving in to the stupidity of these people that are trying to change up the way we live or the way we think or whatever, these corporations are giving into it and everyone else is following suit. Mind-blowing. The biggest phrase I heard that I love is, your feelings don't trump my facts. And that is exactly how I live my life. Your feelings don't trump my facts. So like you take pronouns, for example. Again, your feelings don't trump my facts. So if you're like, yeah, you could call me he, she, or whatever. Yeah, nah, I'm good. Your feelings don't trump my facts. You know, everyone was all about COVID and trust the science and this and that. But also when you start bringing up genders, now all of a sudden science goes out the window. (laughs) Okay, that went well. People are just cherry picking what they want to do to further their own cause in their head. So I saw this little funny little article thing. I forget where I found it too. I think it was on Facebook or whatever. And it said, I love, it, it it was like from one of these man bear pigs. 
is that I love when somebody uses the wrong pronoun because it gives me a chance to educate them on what pronoun to use to help going forward. That'd be the day that someone tries to correct me on what I called them. I will legit laugh at you and walk away. This is what I'll do. I'll walk in and I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Oh, I'm a she. I'd go, and I'd walk away. That's exactly what I would do. And it, it technically, it almost happened the other day. I was delivering to a, a store, and there was another truck driver there. It was a guy almost as, almost as tall as me, and had a hat on, big jeans, a big belt buckle, Carhartt flannel shirt, cowboy boots, just all, all around, the normal manly man. And... I come walking in, and I, and I looked at him, and I was like, what's up, bro? And they just, like, turned around and, like, walked away. So I was like, okay, good one, whatever. So I just, I, I just ignored it. Well, when they got done their delivery, they turned around to the shipper receiver, and they were like, hey, can you sign right here? And I was like, oh, it's a girl. Wow. So in, in my head, I was just like, okay, and whatever. Like, she obviously wants to look like a guy, so I called her what it is, which... Rightfully so. I'll do that a hundred times in a row. You want to look like a guy, I'm going to call you a guy. But she did not like me. Because when she went to go leave, I was like, see you later. Nothing. Ignored. So why are you so butthurt? You want to look like a guy. You dress like a guy. You make sure your haircut looks like a guy. You carry yourself like a guy. Then somebody calls you a guy, and now you're butthurt. Okay. But I'm, I mean, he, she, whatever it is, is lucky that they didn't, like, try to correct me on anything because we would have had a little fun encounter for sure because I, w- I would have thought that that's – like, to me, that stuff is just comical. That's funny to me. I don't, I, I don't, I don't care. When someone gets butthurt or their feelings get upset, that's funny to me. <sighs> like, I don't know. Maybe it's a gift. Maybe we have a gift to laugh in the face of danger. I don't know, but, like, there's certain situations that I don't like when things are awkward or whatever. I, I don't like those situations. But if you can make light of something and you find it funny yourself, I, just, I don't know. I, just, I find that comical. Like, good one. Good one. That's why, like, in, in, like, big situations where something's awkward, I'll be smiling and grinning ear to ear. Not am I happy? Not really. I just think it's funny. So I'm standing there like, okay. Like, for example, when I was working at my old job, <clears throat> old, old job, like back in 2015, company's no longer even in business anymore. And uh, I got into it with my supervisor. And knowing what I know now, I would have never put up with it. But, like, you know, when you're younger, you're always scared to, like, lose your job or something. So, um, oh, what's going on? Everyone's freaking out on this merge. Um,. But I, I forget what it, what it was, but he was yelling at me for something, and I'm just standing there, like, smiling at him. And he's like, could you stop smiling? And I just kept smiling at him, and I was like, not really. My face is just kind of, like, stuck like this. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah, so just go ahead. So he, was, so he started laughing, which then made me laugh, and it, it turned out to be, like, an all right meeting. It, it, it kind of all worked out. I don't know. I kind of like, like that being my thing. 
You know, Sam is known for smiling. And that's all I do all the time. I smile at everybody, everything. I try to put life in a very happy rainbow life, I guess. Like, I just want everyone to be happy around me. And it usually does work. When you're happy, it rubs off on other people and they can get happy. That's why there was a test about it one time that if you're feeling depressed or you're feeling sad, whatever it is, force yourself to smile. Like, force yourself to smile. They said, I think it's like 72 muscles or whatever in in, in your smile. Um, It actually changes the feeling you're in to be a, a, a better feeling because you're forcing yourself to smile. Your body thinks it's happy. And that's why it helps you, like, become happy. I don't know. This weird little, like, clip I, I, I read a long time ago, and it always, like, stuck with me. And there's also, there was, like, a meme, like, it takes 72, well, yeah, it takes 72 muscles to, wait, wait a minute. 72 muscles. Yeah, something like, it takes 72 muscles to smile, or it takes one muscle to backhand that mofo. You know what I mean? There's, there's like, some joke like that. I probably just totally butchered that joke. There's some joke like that, though, and it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so if you're ever having like a depressed, just me, 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 me kind of day, force yourself to smile for a straight like five minutes. Make yourself smile. Even if you know it's the fakest smile ever, just still do it. Because it usually, it usually does work. But, and yeah, even though I'm constantly smiling and everything, I have, I have rough days. And like even work knows it. Because when you come in at 100% smiling and happy all the time. All of a sudden, when you come in one day off, everyone has to point it out and ask you, you know, which is actually frustrating then, because then if you're known as the happy guy, you can't have one day off without everyone being like, what's wrong, Sam? Sam, are you okay? Whoa, Sam, you look like you were run over by a train. Sam, are you sick? Like, it's just like, it's, it's annoying. Like, you give me a break? Just one day off. I just want one day to be mediocre and not like smiling ear, ear to ear. And like, no one gives you that break. You always have to be on your game. I feel like that's what happened to Robin Williams. Robin Williams was the same way. Everyone thought he was the happy, happy, happy guy. Nothing ever's gonna happen to Robin Williams. Just smiling, cracking jokes, making everybody happy around him. It just always seemed like nothing would ever happen. And all of a sudden, turns out he suicides, and because he's un- unhappy or whatever. Like what? And sometimes I understand that. Not the suicide part. But sometimes I understand the part of like, because you have to be happy. You carry yourself as the happy guy. Sometimes you just don't want to be the happy guy. Now, I also have a little extra theory on Robin Williams' death. If you really want to go down the rabbit hole. So, this is what I think. Well, not. No, I don't know if I think it. It's just a, a theory I have on it. So, Robin Williams died from putting a belt around his neck and I guess he sat against his closet door and slouched down onto the door like against the doorknob alright so he put the belt on the doorknob on him and then he sat on the bottom of the floor and then slouched into the door to where the belt would then choke, choke him out well have you ever looked up erotic asphyxiation look that up cause there's things to this that happen and once you find out the definition of erotic asphyxiation tell me the way Robin Williams went out does not sound like that like come on that's exactly what it sounds like and considering that the maid found him like that 
like maybe he like I don't know choked himself out too long and then like that's like he couldn't get back from it I don't know just look up erotic asphyxiation it sounds like a way that Robin Williams may may have passed away either way still sad like happy guy gone poof and I think uh, right after that I think Chester then died from Lincoln Park and that was sad so also all these things came out about like he was abused by his uncle and all this crap it's like, geez, people carry such baggage on them for years. That's why, like, a lot of times you see, like, these old people walking around, and I wonder to myself, like, what are they carrying? Like, and they're going to die a happy 90-year-old. But in reality, were they the happy 9-year-old, or did they have, like, did they have a lot of stuff going down? It always makes you wonder. Like, what kind of old guy am I going to be? I'm probably going to be a cranky guy. I'll probably be like the one that goes 25 miles per hour during rush hour, just taking my grand old time, getting to the Burger King to have coffee with my with my brethren. You know, making everyone mad, and I'll be like, "Oh, relax. What's your hurry? What a bozo!" Someone's gonna hear me and be like, "What's a bozo?" Oh, you know, it was a slang term we called people back in 2010. Be like, "Okay, we call them this now." Oh. <laughs> That's gonna be me. I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a grumpy old prick. I bet, because I'm gonna be tired of smiling my whole life, and I'm gonna come to a point where I'm just gonna be like, why do I do it? I'm much more happier being grumpy. It'll be something weird like that, I think. But so, anyways, Survivor. Going back where I said like, you know, cancel culture. They're giving it to all these people. Blah blah. blah. So, I just saw this morning. And I'm actually, I'm actually happy for her because I, I can have a different view on on somebody, or the way somebody said something. I could have a different view on that, but I still, I still enjoy the person. I don't hate them. I just find some of the stuff they do dumb. But I saw that you know how Saya will every so often pick out a person from Survivor and then like gift them a little money or something like that. So Saya picked out Drea. Um, and gave her a hundred thousand. So like part of me is like awesome. That's cool for Drea. Can you imagine? Saya freaking Kazi up gives you a hundred thousand. Like life changing. That is that is life changing. That's awesome. So I'm very happy for Drea on that side. The other side though, that oh big alligator in that pond. The other side I find funny though is you know my thoughts on that whole thing. When Drea voted out Chanel and then she blamed systemic racism on Chanel being voted out, even though she voted Chanel out. You know, you all know my thoughts on that. Like it's not it's not a rocket science. Not it's not rocket science. So Saya, when she gave her a little speech, like, I'm giving you a hundred thousand dollars, and she's like, the way she goes, Oh, she goes, Your your crew got voted out way too early. So I'm like, all right, I'm like, all right, cool, yeah. If you if 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 you like a certain alliance or whatever, yeah, they can vote it out too early. Yes, true, true, true. And then Saya goes, and the way you handled yourself at Tribal with such grace, and I was like, eh, now we have a problem. What grace? Because like she was calm about it, but she was 100 percent wrong. We could all see right through the bullshit. She was 100 percent wrong, claiming systemic racism. But she herself was part of it because she voted out Chanel. And she claims systemic racism. So, yeah, she could have grace, but, like, the whole thing was stupid. So here we go. Big corporate media relations 
are out there furthering propaganda. That is exactly what Saya just did. She furthered propaganda. The way you held yourself at tribal with such grace during that, that horrible time. Shut up. But see, someone else is going to see that and be like, mm, yes, thank you. That was such grace, such grace. So besides that, besides that, I am happy that Drea got 100000 That's life-changing. And, you know, it, it, it puts you in a, in a great spot in life. Whether it's to buy a house, pay off student loans, something. It puts you in a great spot in life. It really does. So I'm actually really, really happy for her. So congratulations to her for that. But Saya didn't need to go down the rabbit hole, which I think I've said rabbit hole, I think like 10 times in this episode. But whatever, to each his own. I had this guy um, yesterday because I, I was, uh, I had the flatbed out and truck driving flatbed. That's like when you just have like a, a flatbed and you have a bunch of stuff strapped on the top of the, the, the truck. You have a little forklift on the back. Um, and yeah, there's so many hookers in Orlando you can totally pinpoint them um, anyways so I'm, I'm using the forklift to take a big square cube off my trailer and I do have to block the road and you guys know me I've said it multiple times before a tractor trailer is allowed to block a road for up to 15 minutes and I'm talking about a full block like you could block a freaking four lane road completely across it for 15 minutes before you have to let traffic go. So that's always in the back of my head. That's what I found out from um, the Pennsylvania State Police when I got into it and I owned an idiot state trooper. <laughs> but uh, he wouldn't apologize, but at least I owned him and he knew it. Anyways, um, different story of a different time. So uh, I'm unloading this cube. So I'm in the one road. It's just one lane. So like a car came pulling up. And I saw the car there, but I'm, I'm trying to get the cube on. And, like, I usually let cars go, like, in 30 seconds. Because, like, I'm, I'm able to drive around, move around. And the car pulled up. And as I'm, put, like, taking... I'm putting the cube on my trailer. Also, the car goes, beep! And I stopped and I looked at them. Because now I'm infuriated. Like, you just pull up for, like, five seconds. And you blow the horn at me, like, to get out of your way. Now we're going to have a problem. So I, so I looked at them and I yelled. And I was like relax so then now I'm mad so I keep taking uh, the, the, the the cube and it, now it's on the trailer and like my job for me putting the cube on the trailer I'm actually done at this point but I was like mad already so I was like screw them so I pretended to adjust the cube on my trailer I was like just like pretending to adjust the cube so he said so he blows the horn again and I looked at him. And I was like, all right. So I pretended to, again, adjust the cube. And I'm moving the forked around. I'm still blocking the lane. Like, you could now wait there, buddy. So now he starts pulling up to me in his car. He pulls right up to my forklift. He's about, like, three feet away. All right? Meanwhile, another car comes in on the other side of where I'm at. So now there's, like, two cars facing me. So I was like, all right. So I pretended to move the cube. And then when I was done, I looked at him. And I was like, now you got to back up because I got to get out. And he's like staring at me like, like a bozo. Just, uh. So I'm looking at him. And I'm like, go ahead. Back up. Back up, buddy. So he, so he starts like backing up. So now I'm driving like the forklift like on like close to the hood of his car. Now I'm pressuring him. Back up. Go. Go. Come on. Go. Further. Further, further, like, and I, I just kept doing that. And another neighbor was like outside working out, and they were like laughing because they saw what was going on. 
And once once I got him backed all all the way up, uh, he had his he had his window down, and I and I drove up on the side of him, and I was like, you know, you just had to wait five minutes, right? And he was like, oh, I'm in no rush, bro. Just take your time. Like what? You're telling me that you were in no rush? Take your like what? What? Like so? Part of me thinks like was he just stupid? Part of me thinks that he thought the other car was gonna cut him off, and he was trying to show that he's going first. But, like, put a lot of pressure on me, buddy. Like, you could run me over. I'm in the middle of a freaking road, for crying out loud. I don't know. It was, it was very it was very peculiar the way it went, it went down. But, yeah, whatever. To each his own. And then on top of it, today, I'm leaving the gym. And uh, I'm not sure if you guys noticed it or not. I started the second half of my podcast. <laughs> I was trying to blend it in. I, I went back to look at my list of my podcast. And I just ruined it right now. I should have just kept going. I went back and listened to my podcast to see where I could have taken off. See, guys, would I notice the split? I don't know. I probably ruined it myself. Anyways, I'm leaving the gym this morning. And I just talked about this on my Instagram story. Because it's mind-blowing to me. Dumb drivers look like dumb drivers. You ever notice that? So if a car cuts you off, they'll have like a freaking missing rear bumper and the headlights burn out. And you're like, well, that figures. Person has a mask on. You're like, ah, okay. Well, it, it makes sense. There's just a bunch of idiots. Like, all right, that, that's why they drive like that. So I always, whenever you, a car does something stupid, always make sure to look at the driver to see if they look as dumb as they drive. I do that all the time. I do that on the motorcycle. If I'm coming down the freaking Florida Turnpike and there's a car in the left lane there, just camping away, all these other cars behind him, I'll pass the car on the right. And as I go by, I'll, I'll actually slow down and go real slow. And I'll do like a full body turn, like looking at them. And what's awesome too is like they'll be on their phone most of the time. But you you see their like their their eyes like look out the corner of their eye and they'll like see you there. And they'll always like put down their phone like slowly like, oh, sorry. Like what? Duh, don't have shame now. Go ahead. Keep texting your little girlfriend. Don't stop now just because the motorcycle man looked at you. Oh, does that piss me off? Like, they, they, they know they're screw-ups. Like, I don't know. It's annoying. Anyway, so I'm leaving the uh, gym this morning. And uh, as I'm approaching a streetlight, and I, I get this from driving truck, you start looking, like, far ahead. Because you don't, you don't want, you don't, how do I say this? So, all right. So, and I think I said this before. I've been driving a truck for 11 years. So, I'm constantly used to, out of habit, driving a tractor trailer that I need plenty of stopping distance to stop a truck. So I'm used to looking far ahead. I'm used to looking at people's reactions. I'm used to looking at people's, the way they're holding the steering wheel, but whether they're looking in the mirrors, like if they're going to cut you off, they're going to try to come in front of you. Like if they're going to switch lanes without using a blinker, like I'm used to looking for that as a driver. So as I was just leaving the gym, I was a Honda pilot and my light was full bore green. It was actually, um, it was on the other half of the green light where it's going to be turning yellow soon because I, I could see there was like 26 seconds left on the countdown for the pedestrian crosswalk. So, like, I was full board green. And I'm coming up, and I saw, like, cars that are, like, coming the opposite direction, but they, like, make, make a turn, so they, like, actually cut in front of you. As I'm coming up, I see a car, like, coming in hot to the intersection, and I almost, like, I, I got off the acceleration because I was, like, thinking to myself, like, don't do it. Like, there's not a lot of room there. Like, I'll have to brake. Like, don't do it. And they didn't do it. Like, they, they, they saw, they were like, oh, like, all right, that car's coming. I won't turn yet. So they, so, so they slowed down. And right as I cleared the intersection, the car behind that car laid on the horn. 
which made me like look over and all I see is this 300 pound woman, all right, with a mask on, sitting in the world's smallest car. She has her chair scooted all the way forward so her whole stomach is eating the steering wheel and she's laying on her horn because she thought that car should have turned in front of me. So like, let's break this down. You're sitting behind the car and you think the car in front of you should have made a desperate attempt to cut off the car and risk an accident that was coming towards it in the opposite direction. And you thought that you were so right, you had to blow the horn at that car. Like you could have went. And then, were you blowing the horn because you thought you could have made the light too? Because if I already knew that that first car was gonna have a hard time, and that's why I almost started braking because I, like, I didn't know what they were doing, Imagine putting a second car in that. Are you serious? So, all right. So let's say you're, bl- you're blowing the horn now because you think you could have fit in that same turn while I was coming through the intersection. Like, what? And again, look at the people to see if they look as dumb as they drive. And boy, did she ace that. There she was. Oh, that, was that was my Chewbacca. All right. Please factor in Chewbacca noise. Like, up, oh, yep. There she is. Full board dumb. Like, just... Oh, there's never been a time in my entire career of driving that someone has cut me off. And I'm like, what a moron. And I pass them and I'm like, oh, you look like a sophisticated gentleman. Suit and tie. Briefcase. Works for Wall Street. Wow, amazing. I'm surprised you caught me off. Never has that ever happened. It's always some idiot looking driver. Just like the one day I'm coming home and remember on the Florida Turnpike, the speed limit's 70. So that means everyone does 90, okay? So everyone's, we're, we're all cranking. Everyone's flying down the turnpike and all of a sudden I, I see brake lights starting to go on. Boop, 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 boop. So I start slowing down. Like, what's going on? Again, I'm looking far ahead. That's what you got to do when you're driving. Look far, far ahead. So I start slowing down. Like, what's all going on up there? And we are hitting the brakes hard. So we all slow down to around 35 miles per hour. Now remember, Florida is full of the world's dumbest drivers. So no one is trying to work around this slow vehicle that we came flying up on. That's why everyone's hitting the brake lights. So everyone's hitting the, the brakes. We're all in the left lane. So I kind of did a little scoot and looked in the right lane and the right lane was completely empty for miles. And you could see in Florida, everything's flat. So you could legit see miles in front of you. So I looked over to the right lane. I was like, wow, no one's even getting over because they're all just stupid. They'll all just hit the brakes and go 35 in the left lane for no, like, no reason. They'll, they'll just all be like, oh, we got to slow down now. Like it's, it's wild. So I get in the right lane and I start passing everybody. Boom, 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 boom. Make my way, make my way, make my way downtown, driving fast, hoping fast and I like it so can you tell it's Friday (laughs) I'm excited Um, so anyways as I came like passing everybody on the right I come up to the vehicle that was going 35 miles per hour you know what it was it was this eh, 20 year old 80 pound man driving his car in the left lane with his flashers on, but he had a blown out steer tire. So he knew he had a flat. So his tire is literally ripping apart because he's not pulling over to put his pumpkin tire on. 
So he knows that's happening. So he put on his flashers. All right, you got credit there. But then you stayed in the left lane of a turnpike. So there's two parts that are in your brain. You got the left side of the brain. You got the right side of the brain. So the left side said, bro, you're going slow. You better activate those flashers. And he was like, oh, hell yeah. And he put on those flashers. And the right side of the brain said, bro, you are going way too slow for the turnpike. You should probably get over in the right lane. And he was like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm staying right here. This is the lane I want. This is the lane I'm going to stay in. Like, oh, what? And he was unfazed because as I did the slowdown to make sure to see if he looked as dumb as he drives, unfazed what was going on. He had both hands on the wheel. Like he's just out there trying his best. Yeah, guys, you, you see what's happening right now? My tire's blowing. I'm just trying to make it to a safe pull-off. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to work this work this mess out for the greater good. And just, like, no shame at all. And right now, like, that was, what, a year ago? Right now, he's somewhere in Florida living his best life. It's not even a story in his head because in his head, he did nothing wrong. So he's just like, oh, yeah, I hate blowouts, you know? couple years ago I had a blowout but everything was fine I just waited until I got home and then I had to buy a new rim and a tire because I damaged everything but totally cool no accidents or anything you know everything worked out great while in fact nothing worked out great because you were a moron I just I see it every day something happened to me yesterday and I, I when I started this second half I wanted to, I, like, I wanted to tell you guys the story Wait, let me check my notes. I always have my notes on here just <laughs> to make sure I keep track of what I'm saying. Um, no, I guess I don't. I did see, there's one note from a while ago that I, I was supposed to talk about, um, that I was coming down the 408 and, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, there was a car and the car was in the center lane of a three lane highway. And I don't know if I've spoke about this before, guys. But this is very, very imperative. A lot of places do not allow trucks to be in the left lane, all right, when it's posted by signage, okay? And that is a lot of times in Jersey, New York, uh, Pennsylvania, you know, all those northeastern states. I know a lot of them say left lane, no trucks, trailers, uh, tractor trailers, something else, all right? So... You take a three-lane highway, you get rid of the far left lane. Trucks only have the two right lanes. So they have to utilize one of those lanes to be their passing lane. That's why it is dumb if you think the middle lane is where you need to go to go the speed limit. And, and I know what you're thinking. In your little dumb head, you're thinking, oh, well, this is why I'm in the middle lane. Because then cars merging onto the highway can merge on and cars can still pass me on the left. That's, that's how a dumbass thinks that drives a little four-wheeler car and has no clue how the world works, okay? Because now you have two tractor trailers coming up behind you. Now, the one's trying to pass the other one. Well, guess what? Moron Bozo Granny is camping in the center lane thinking she's doing everybody something good. No, you're not. Get your dentures out of the middle lane. Trucks need the middle lane to pass people, Okay? 
So when there's signs like that, we need the middle lane. And if you are camping in the middle lane for the cars that are merging off a highway, they are supposed to yield to the oncoming traffic. So that completely disproves your greater good thinking that you're in the center lane. Disproves it. Because you should be in the right lane and cars merging will work around you. That's how it works. But obviously your embarrassment of a parents didn't know how to teach their kid how to drive. And this is why we have morons every day doing this. And the worst part about it is they have no clue. Because like I just said, Bozo Granny there is sitting in the center lane going, this is fine. This is what everyone does. This is very, very safe. I'm trying to get to Burger King so I get my little hash brown and coffee and meet the seven guys sitting in the booth that are retired. Then it's, it's dumb. You're pissing off two trucks that are trying to work around each other because they can't use the left lane because you're camping in the center lane like a moron. Nowhere in Department of Transportation Code does it say, hey guys, if there's three lines and you want to go the speed limit, just sit in the center lane. Nowhere does it say that. Now, you know what's freaking wild? Lest I put all the blame on you bozos out there in cars. The wild part about this is trucks. In this new generation of rookie millennial truck drivers, this new generation coming up, these driving schools, like no one gets their CDL like we got our CDLs. Like we went and got our permits ourselves. We went to a place where you could rent a truck and then we went and did our test at the DMV. That's how we did it, old school. Or you got grandfathered in by a company that just gave you a CDL, you did a little written test, and you just started practicing with their truck and you had your CDL. Nowadays, a lot of places require you to be in a school. These schools now have instructors that haven't even been on the road for over a year. This is what's nuts about this. So they lack the intelligence and education of a seasoned veteran driver. So these instructors that are rookies themselves are teaching these new kids coming into truck driving that the center lane is considered the lane of least resistance. Least resistance. That means that you could set your crews in the center lane and let everybody work around you. And these new idiot trainers think that they're exceeding and doing a great job. This is the, the path of least resistance right here. That's what like... That is wild to me. And no one's correcting them. And now you know how there's a huge driver shortage? So they're pumping out these drivers hardcore. You go past any kind of driving training site, you'll see freaking 20 people there training for their CDLs. So you got to think how many drivers have got into the industry in the last year, two years, three years, and think about how many idiot trainers they have that are out in the market right now. And this is why nowadays highways are such a mess. Now you have trucks and the cars camping in the center lane. Both equally morons because they lack normal conception. No. Oh, perception. Uh, conception's getting pregnant. <laughs> Man, maybe some people lack conception too. They need to get laid because their freaking brain is foggy. So, so I can't blame all the cars. Truck drivers do it too. And if I ever pass a truck on the right, I make sure to look right at them. And sure enough, it's a flip-flop wearing doofus with a big old headset on like he's the Chicago Bear coach as he's freaking riding down the road. Like, bro, 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 pull your ship over. Get in the right lane. If you're not past, if you ever are getting past on the right-hand side, think about this. If you're ever getting past on the right-hand side, get 
the frick over. That's all there is to it. That is all. Don't be a moron. Look at right now. Emerging onto a highway at 60 miles per hour and I'm behind a car going 45. Now, how do you expect to merge? Like, like, how do you expect to uh, get over? So now I go to pass them and I love when I look at them. Oh, look at See? There, she is sitting there, leaned all the way over her steering wheel like it's her first time driving in Orlando, like looking around like she doesn't know where to go. She's new to this. Oh, no. Like, she just proved my point. She looked as dumb as she freaking drove. Huge sunglasses on. It's foggy as balls here, but good thing you got your sunglasses. Like, ah, uh, It's always the stupid cars, too. Like, what kind of car is that even? Freaking Toyota Sienna or something? Like, the freaking ugly van? Like, good job. It's freaking like a brown beige color. Disgusting. So, oh, and then, you know what else? This is a whole middle lane bitching podcast. You know what else irritates me? When a car will be camping in the middle lane and they will recognize that they're a bozo because they're getting passed on the right. And all of a sudden you're trying to pass them and now they're getting on the throttle so they're not getting passed on the right. So do you know how infuriating that is? Like, Wow. Let me tell you this other thing that's really, really cool. Remember how I always say there's a disclaimer in my, in my podcast? It's not my job for you to figure out if the stories are true or not true. You can figure it out for yourself. Motorcyclists, like myself, we wear uh, riding gloves with carbon fiber knuckles. Okay? Hard carbon fiber knuckles, carbon fiber knuckles on our gloves. When you fall, do you ever fall on your knuckles? No. You always fall face palm down. That's how you fall. You're trying to catch yourself when you fall. So if you were to wreck a bike, your palms are hitting the ground first. Never do your knuckles hit first. Never do you fall off a bike and make a fist and that's how you land. No. Those carbon fiber knuckles, you know what they're actually for? Therefore, idiot drivers that piss us off. And as we swiftly, quickly pass them, we stick out our hand and crack their mirror. And then we're gone. 140 miles an hour later, you can't catch us. We're gone. Now you're sitting there in the center lane like a moron with your passenger mirror hanging off. Great job. Great job. And I know a lot of you just got butthurt by that. Oh, if they were to ever do that to me, I would swerve and cut them right off. I would chase them. I would report them. You can't really report them when they don't have a plate on their bike. And that's notorious in Florida. Can't really report it without a plate on the bike. Uh, You also can't prove it later on because we could have switched riders and different riders on the bike now. So you can't hold him accountable. Um, What else? Most likely, you don't see the motorcycle coming anyways because if you're already a bozo camping in the, in the center lane, you're not really aware of your surroundings. So if you're going, let's say, 60, and a bike comes flying up behind you going 110 and gets in the right lane and passes you, sticks out his hand, you, you, like, you're not waiting for that. You're, you're driving down being a moron in your own stupidity, just sulking it in, and all of a sudden, crack! And you're like, what was that? Why does my mirror have a crack in it? Bike's gone bike's gone that makes me so happy (laughs) I'm not advocating for mere violence here but I'm saying it's pretty freaking awesome 
because that person just had the reality check of their life, of their life. Now, if they haven't figured out that it's because of the middle lane, then they're just more stupid than I actually thought. But most likely, they'd be like, what happened? Did he try passing me and he accidentally swerved? Or, you know, did I did I swerve towards him? I don't know why. Why is my mirror cracked? Blah, blah, blah. But come on. You're going to be able to figure it out. Oh, was it because I'm in the left lane and there's 15 cars all stuck behind me while I go 60 and a 70? Maybe that's why. I'm just telling you guys, if you're getting passed on the right, please get over. That's all. I'm a very simple man with simple requests. If you are getting passed on the right, if the speed limit is 55 miles an hour and you're going 80 and you think you're doing pretty good and a car passes you on the right, get over! Just because you're speeding doesn't mean that you have decided the max speed limit of all cars on that highway. No matter what situation it is, if you are getting passed on the right, move over. That's all there is to it. Move over, guys. So, and this actually might actually end up being uh, a third piece podcast. I might go over the hour because what's going to happen here is I'm recording my second part on the way to work. And most likely when I come home from work, I'm going to record my, record my third part. So we might actually go over an hour. Um, but it's all right. I'm actually, I'm not even checking analytics or, or anything for Spotify because I don't want to be put under pressure. Like, oh no, nobody's listening anymore. Oh no. I only have one listener. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I don't want to be like looking at it and be like judging my whole thing like that. I just want to have fun, complain and be a male Karen. That's all, that's all I want to do. And so far I'm succeeding at it. So to the one person listening to this, Paul Bernardi. <laughs> My boy. <laughs> nah, I also know. Um, wow, am I drawing a mental block? Why? I cannot remember her name. She goes to the Cross Creek Church. Why can I? Wow, I'm sorry. She can be so mad at me too. She knows I'm talking about her. My brain is saying Jenna, and I know it's not Jenna. It's something with a J. Jameson? Wow, I'm sorry. I, I know you hear this. I can't remember your name. <laughs> oh, boy. So, a hurricane is on the horizon of hitting Florida. And apparently, apparently, did you guys know that I call a hurricane a hurricane? Because a lot of people have corrected me on that. My own brother, Thomas, corrected me on it. I was like, yeah, so the hurricane's right down is in the Caribbean right now. And he's like, hurricane? And I said, yeah. And he's like, Hurricane? I was like, oh, okay. Christy Murphy from Big Brother corrected me on it. Hurricane Sam. I was like, okay. A bunch of people from Florida have corrected me on it. Hurricane. I don't know why. I've always called it a hurricane, and that's exactly what I'm going to continue to call it. Because what happens is this hurricane comes in, hits like a storm, and ruins your hair. So this makes perfect sense to call the tropical storm a hurricane. Makes sense in my head, so I'll continue to call it a hurricane. Um, But yeah, so hurricanes hitting us down here. Um... They didn't give it a category yet because it's a tropical storm. But if we go on our Weather Channel app, um, there's like three tropical storm warnings. So right now, like if you look at our our Saturday, it's like 99% rain, which is like awesome. So obviously no beach on Saturday because New Smyrna is definitely under a big hurricane watch, tropical storm watch. Um, And it's going to be rain all day. So we're kind of bunkering down. I'll be making some drinky drinkies. 
you know, hanging out. Maybe I'll open the garage and sit out in the garage. Maybe I'll try to put on my LED lights on the motorcycle. I don't know. Maybe I'll try a bunch of different stuff. Um, but that's what's going on there. So not much going on for the weekend besides this tropical storm that we are all watching. So you want to know what else is <laughs> irritating me? There's a lot of coincid coincidences. 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 Why does that sound weird? Coincidental stuff in my life. Um, and recently, the most coincidental stuff, and I was, I was talking to my boy Bill, my union steward, about this. And uh, right now, so when I park at work, I always park like far away by myself. I don't want anyone to park by me. I try to park in like the shade, you know, like I'm always the, the like the little shitbox Honda Civic is always by itself in the parking lot. Some reason, this coworker, and I've called him out on it before, and he's oblivious to it. He keeps if I park in 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 the same spot underneath a tree for like a week straight, he all of a sudden, like the next week, he'll get like to work before me, like a half an hour before me, and he'll park in like that spot. No, I'm not saying I, I own the parking spot, but like, the heck is that? Like I just parked there a week straight. I found a new little shady spot for the car, and all of a sudden, poof! Like you, you now need to park there. Like that just right. And then I'm noticing that this is a constant thing. This is constantly happening to me, and I'm just like, okay, like I don't can get get gas right now. So I'm just like, all right, weird. So then I parked. I parked somewhere else now. Um, I found a new spot, a new shady spot. And one of our ladies at work, she got a new, um, a new vehicle, brand new. So she always parked. It's a, it's like a one spot on the side of our terminal. Uh, she's been parking there since I started there, and like no one ever takes her spot because she gets to work like six a.m. And uh, I'm, I'm parking them. Oh come on, please see cashier. I, I will leave this gas station. I don't even care. When it says please see cashier, I'm gonna leave. Like, I'm not, get your system updated, or I'm leaving. I'll try this again. One more time. So, um, remove card. It's going to say, please see cashier. I'm going to leave. Authorizing, authorizing, authorizing. Oh, it worked. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, um, oh, now a car pulled up next to me. Now it's weird. I don't even know if you guys can hear me right now with all the background noise. So, uh, now she goes ahead and she parks her, her new car in my new spot that I just claimed for the past week. Like I just claimed this new spot and she's parking in my spot now. Like, so now do I go park in her one and only spot that's been parking in for years? Like, why is she in my spot? Like, why is this a coincidental thing? Wherever Sam parks for a week straight, when I've never seen a vehicle parked there ever, Sam starts parking there, poof, everyone wants that spot now. Like, it just is weird to me. And it's, it's literally the smallest thing, not even a big deal, but it's rubbing me the wrong way. Like, what are the chances? Why is everyone following my little shitbox 2010 Honda Civic around? Like, stay in your own spots that you've been parking at for years. Like, why are you, it's weird, it's so weird. And, like, I started, like, really complaining about it. And I called the one kid out. I was like, why are you following me around the parking lot, bro? 
He's like, oh, the spots were taken over there. I just parked over here. I didn't know you parked here. Like, yeah, I purposely left the one side of the parking lot because he was always parking next to me. And I went to the other side of the building in the parking lot number two. And sure enough, awesome, he comes and changes parking lots. Now he's parking on the other side of the building. Like, and in, in my spot. Oh, man, alive does that irritate me. So, I'm just leaving work now. It's Friday. Let's get it. I'm with it. <laughs> ah, that's an inside joke for my boy who's listening. He's dying laughing right now. I know it. Paul, I know you're listening, buddy. Um, anyways, uh, I'm on the way home from work. I'm try- Am I doing better at merging these podcasts where you don't even realize I'm merging it? Like, I'm, I'm curious to listen to this back and see if it merged fine. I legit listened to the the middle part of, of the last recording where I was like talking about the parking issue, which is just five minutes ago. If you're listening to this full thing right now. And I said, so, and I'm trying to come in, like I'm leaving work now. Like, so, so I'm leaving work now. I don't know. Little tricks of the trade. So problematic Sam strikes again. So let's, let's hop right into it on this Friday. Life is great. So, you know, COVID and I've, I have a couple questions about it. Um, and I, I think if the government was behind COVID, like we could all agree it was blown out of proportion, right? Like, come on, you got 99.9% survival rate. Yes, it did take out some people. It is sad, you know, every so often it was someone young or middle-aged, but for the most part, it was old people. You got to face the facts, pretty much old people for the most part. So if the government was behind this, I think they tremendously screwed up by only targeting old people. Right, so the Wuhan clan or whatever it was that friggin' bio leak in the lab, whatever that whole shebang was, like if they made it affect everybody, can you imagine if COVID affected everybody? Like there was a every all the numbers were evened out: kids, adults, teenagers, old people. Everyone's just being freaking wiped out. We would have lines. To the vaccines and vaccinations. Lines! But then COVID came out instead. And it was just old people. And we are all like, eh, whatever. You're blowing out of proportion. No one's really dying. Good. Nice. Right? So if the government was behind it, they tremendously screwed up on that. Um, but anyways, I actually recorded a little first part to this. And then I deleted it. Because um, I went to go past a car. Coming around an a- exit. They were like taking their grand old time to merge. And it's a two-lane merge. So I, I went to go past him in the right lane and this idiot, and you can tell is like a friggin' like 40 year old man with his like family. He saw the cars were passing on the right and right when I was about to pass him, he also like guns it. So it kind of like irritated me because I was already passing anyway, so I just came over anyways. <laughs> Have fun hitting your brakes now, bozo. Like good one, good one. You realize too late that cars are passing you on the right. Anyways, um, so I, 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 flipped out and I used some language that I don't want on the podcast. So and like I'll, I'll drop some curse words here and there. Um, the Bible does say every idle word you shall give an account for. And uh, you ever talking and you say the word like too much and like I did this and like that and like this and I went over here like that. Well, I guess you'll give an account for that when you die because that's what the Bible says. Every idle word you should give an account for. That's where a lot of Christians think that cursing is way out of the realm. You should not be cursing. I do think it represents a poor picture of a person when you're cursing. 
Um, but if you want to use Bible standards, every idle word you, could, you should give an account for, it's not just cursing, it's everything else as well. The one thing I'm strongly against is one of the Ten Commandments, uh, not to take the name of the Lord, the God in vain, and that's why you will never, well, I mean, never say never, but for the most part, out of my whole life, I don't think I've ever actually said it. I try not to take God's name in vain at all, because the only thing he did was love us, die for us, rose again for us, you know, give us a big gift of salvation. And the last thing you need to do is when you're upset, use his name in vain. It's pointless. Like, what did he ever do to you? Like, really? So that's my take on cursing really quick. We'll just touch base and keep going. So anyways, <laughs> back to the COVID thing I was talking about. Um, so did everyone notice that the homeless people uh, during COVID, they, they never died off? Like, wouldn't you think that they'd be the more susceptible ones to COVID? They probably have weak immune systems. They're living in the elements. They're on the verge of dying because they're starving, begging for money, all this stuff. And, like, no homeless people died because of COVID. Like, okay. That's a strange fact. Like, I see all these homeless people in Orlando, and they're all still here. Cranking strong after COVID. You would have thought COVID would have took them out first. No, 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 no. Maybe because they didn't take any vaccinations? Ooh, that's a touchy subject. Or uh, maybe just because it's targeting other people and everyone's blowing COVID out of proportion. So I just found that to be a fun fact. Anyways, on my Instagram story today, if you guys are following me on Insta, SamSmithBB21, uh... I did an Instagram story today about how I owned a cop in court. And I want to go ahead and tell you guys the story. And uh, I have issues with the Pennsylvania State Police. Because they are the most egotistical scum that I've ever met. I'm sure, you know, everyone says, there's some good cops, there's some bad cops. First of all, there should be no bad cops. Like Kevin Hart said, can you imagine if you went to go book a plane ticket and... You, as you were booking the ticket, you were like, is this plane safe to fly to L.A. with? Um, well, you know, we have some good pilots. We have some bad pilots. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a nice flight. Can you imagine them saying that? No. So why do we give that leeway to cops? There's some good cops. There's some bad. No! There should only be good cops. If there is one bad cop, you got to find him, weed him out, fire him. That's how that works. Anyways, Pennsylvania State Police. And the reason why I also have issues with them as well is because a couple of my buddies, three in general, um, they were normal people. Great to hang out with. Fun guys. You know, great to shoot the crap with. Have a couple drinkies with. Everything was fine. They they were great guys. Also, they went to the academy. They became a cop. And I'm talking within three months. Three months. They became the most egotistical douches I've ever met. They thought they were above the law. And you know what else really freaking irritated me? You better merge over, buddy. You know what else really irritated me? Is that when you go out and like, I used to suck their balls back in the day until like my eyes were opened. And we'd all be out drinking, right? We'd be at the casino, 10 of us. One guy out of the academy. And we'd be like, all right, guys, let's head out of here. And that trooper would always say, I'll drive. Because he knows 
he's not going to get a DUI. Do you realize how bad that is? And now back in the day, I was like, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Thanks for driving for us. And uh, that's really bad. Like, and that, that just shows the flaws in the Pennsylvania State Police. So, needs to say, I got a bad taste in my mouth because all my buddies just turned into jerk-offs. Like, they used to tell stories, like, they'd, they'd walk when they were first responding to, like, calls or DUIs or drawn blood work or whatever. They'd go to the hospital, and they, they were always like, yeah, the nurses love us here. We come in there like the guys. They're all over us. And I'm sure they are. You know, there's always jokes about nurses. <clears throat> They're all over us, blah, blah. And, like, they would just... I don't, I, don't, I don't know how else to explain it. They just became an egotistical jerks. They, they think the world revolved around them. That everyone loved them. Back the blue. Like, and they would even get their rocks off knowing if someone was sucking their balls to still treat them like crap and give them tickets. So if you came walking up to them and, you know, you're about to get a ticket and you're like, yes, sir, no, sir. You know, I got a sticker of like back the blue. going on there's like cars all over the place hang on i don't know what's going on right now um so they're always like back the blue blah blah and like they'd still treat like crap like because they in their mind they're like that's right like you better suck my balls that's right you know and it just it rubs me the wrong way. So I have a big problem with the Pennsylvania State Police. I've, I've had a lot of tickets because I used to be a very problematic driver. I had to wait to get my CDL because I had too many um, violations on my record. I had a... It was, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. And I think it was... I was looking to get my CDL when I was like 19... And uh, you can actually get your CDL at 18, but you got to stay within the state. You have your CDL until you turn 21, and then you can go across state lines. There's interstate CDLs, and there's interstate CDLs. A lot of people don't know this. Um, but anyways, when I was looking into it when I was like 19, they told me that I, I had to wait to get my uh, license because I had two pages on the web docket sheet. And like, it, was, it was a mess. And that's what I said on my Instagram story. I've had a lot of times that I I went to court. I fought a lot of people on it. Um, a lot of judges, a lot of uh, where's this guy going? It's like this one cop just like passed me and he's like riding the car's bumper in the passing lane. Like where are you going buddy? Where are you going? And you're, out of, you're also out of your jurisdiction. So, good one. But see that car in front of him is scared and that's what irritates me. Because like he's bullying drivers on the road. But anyways, I actually liked the um Orlando police a lot and the Florida police because like they actually don't seem like jerk offs like Pennsylvania does. So, anyways, this one particular instance, and I have a lot of stories about when I was pulled over. I have them all written down because I'm ready to share them with you guys. Like eventually we'll get there. Uh, so this one particular instant, um, me and Melissa were freshly married, and I hopped on. It was, I had my old bike back then. It was my ZX9. And I was, I don't know where I was going. I think I was just going for a ride. And I was, I was ripping down the road and I came flying up behind a van that was going super slow. Now, when you live out in the country, you do a lot of passing cars, like in no passing zones. Like where you got to go. You know what I mean? Like you were, you're, it's 35 mile per hour zone. You're doing 30. I'm passing you by the cornfields. Like it is what it is. It, it was a known thing out in the country. So I was, uh. I was riding and I came flying up behind this van 
and I was like, ah, oh, I'm not doing this. And I went, and right as I was about to pass the van, there were two stadies, PA state scum, sitting on the side. And I was just like, ugh, and I was like, eh, and I was like on the van's bumper, like, eh, trying to ride by, like, eh, nothing's going on here. So we passed by, the cops didn't even move. And I was like, all right, cool. So we continued on our way, going, going, going. I ended up passing the van. I passed the van, and then um, I think I passed another car. And I went all the way down about 10 miles, came to a street light. And I stopped at the street light, I'm sitting there, and I happened to look in my mirror, and there's a state trooper on my bumper with his lights on. And I was like, oh, well, he came out of nowhere. So uh, I ended up walking the bike to the side. And he, he comes walking out, and he says, driver's license registration, blah, blah. And I said, okay. And he goes, so, he goes, uh, he goes, I'm giving you a ticket today for speeding. But it wasn't a speeding. It was uh, just driving too fast for traffic conditions because when, when we passed them, they didn't know what speed I was doing. They weren't doing radar, just driving too fast for traffic conditions. So I was like, all right. And he's like, but yo, he goes, and he's smiling. And he's like, man to man, this has nothing to do with your ticket. And he goes, did you pass that van? Because he goes, when I came up to you, I have no idea where that van went. He goes, I don't know if the van turned, if the van was still going, where'd the van go? And then how'd you get this far ahead? He's like, it blows my mind. And I was like, I'm not admitting that. And he goes, oh, come on. It's man to man. This has nothing to do with the ticket. And I was like, all right. And I was like, yeah, I passed the van. And the van ended up turning into the, the one elementary school back there. And he's like, oh, that makes sense. All right, all right. And he goes, all right, hang tight for me, brother. I'll be right back. And I was like, all right. He goes to his car. He comes back with two tickets, one for speeding and one for passing in a no passing zone. And I looked at it and I was like, I thought you said this was unrelated to the ticket. And he's like, yeah, but you just admitted it to a sworn officer. So I had to write you up for it. And I'm looking at him I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, get the... And I, I cursed at him. So let's just say, uh, I'll say F instead. I was like, get the F out of here. And I just grabbed the tickets out of his hand. And he's like, have a good day. And I was just like, oh, dude, I will see you in court, mofo. So I ended up going to court. It was like a month later. Um, sorry, I always have a little sip of my little Polar Pop lemonade. So I ended up going to court. And I'm, I've been brewing on it for a month. And I was like, you know what? That one's all right. He knows it wasn't right. Like, he was all sarcastic about it, had a smirk. He knows it wasn't right. So I'm sitting in the chair waiting in the actual room before you go into the courthouse for my appointment. And he comes walking in. And he had a big, like, binder of books and everything. And I was like, all right. So he goes walking in. And, and I was like, hey there, trooper. I, I was like, can I talk to you for a quick second? And I'm respectful. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, what's up? So he, so he stopped, and I stood up, and I said, hey, I was like, do you remember me and, like, get pulled over? And he's like, yeah. And I said, all right. I, I was like, you told me man-to-man. That's why I told you. You told me I had nothing to do with the ticket. That's why I told you I, I passed the van. And I just find it, like, really, like, disrespectful that you still turned around and wrote me up after you just said it had nothing to do with that. And he's standing there. He's like, I see, I see. He goes, uh, he goes I'll tell you what. Since you came up to me and asked me this... He goes, I'm going to go into that courthouse and I'm going to ask the judge to raise this up to uh, whatever it was. He started naming stuff. A misdemeanor one and blah, blah, because you do not approach me 
and tell me that I was doing my job incorrect. And, I, and I'm looking at him. And again, I was like, all right. I was like, get the F out of here, dude. And I just turned around and walked away and sat back down. So now he's fuming and I'm fuming. We're both mad. People are sitting in the waiting room looking at me going, how does he walk with such huge balls? And I'm like, that's right. Because I ain't standing nobody. So anyways, now I'm mad. And I'm like, all right, buddy, we're going to freaking court. Let's freaking do this. Now I've been in court over 15 times. So I know my way around a courtroom. You can call me paralegal Sam. No. Anyways, we go to court. We go walking in. Say good morning, your honor. Blah, blah. This and that. And uh, the judge reads out the thing. We're here today for Sam Smith. Citation. Blah, 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 blah. And before the judge is even done speaking, the trooper stands to his feet. And he's like, your honor, before we proceed, I'd like to raise this to a class two misdemeanor. Blah, 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 blah. And he's, he's going on and on. This, this little rant he read out of a Hallmark card. All right. And I'm watching him thinking like, you are a douche. I'm just sitting there quietly. And he's going on and on. And the judge interrupts him. And he's like, stop right there. And the trooper looks at him. His face gets bright red. And the judge is like, are you the judge right now? And the trooper goes, no, your honor. He's like, then sit down. I will be the judge of what happens in my courtroom. And I was sitting there like, oh, <laughs> Woo! let's go, baby. So I was ready for him. So I'm still sitting there playing innocent victim. You know, that's what happened. So now... The judge goes, all right, how do you plead, Sam? And I said, uh, not guilty, this and that. And I gave the, the, the judge the whole story. I said, the trooper said, this is not going to be held against you for the ticket. Blah, 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 blah. I was bullied into giving an explanation. The trooper did not see me commit this crime. Blah, that's a big deal. The trooper didn't walk up to me with his hat on. And in PA, state trooper's badge is on their hat, not on their shirts. Sometimes that holds in court. Sometimes it doesn't. But again, I gave that little punk trooper a little spanking on his hiney. Because obviously he didn't know how to handle himself in court, which is typical PA state scum. So I'm like, all right. So I gave him a little spanking on his hiney. Said he wasn't wearing his hat when he approached me. Blah, 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 blah. I was doing the whole shebang. So at the end, the judge was like, all right. He goes, we're dropping that passing to no passing zone for sure. And I looked at the trooper and I thought in my head, suck my balls. And the judge goes, all right. He goes, and um, he goes, we're not getting you for speeding since no trooper saw you speeding. He goes, let's just do a 3111A. It's just a fine, no points. It's like 120 bucks or whatever. And I said, that's fine with me. Thank you, your honor. I just don't want points. Blah, blah, this and that. And then when I got done, I stared at the trooper to make sure he saw me so he could suck my nuts and that trooper would not look at me pussy so I'm staring at him would not look at me he grabbed all his books and stuff and like stormed out of the courtroom and I walked out of there like a bull ready to mate that's how I felt I came out of the courtroom like that's right and that's not the first story I've dealt with these douches from PA so I got plenty of these stories. I'm sorry if that was problematic for you, but oh well. If you know somebody who's a PA state trooper, maybe show them this story and tell them to wise up and smack the back of their head and start, start changing the freaking barracks around. Like I remember one of my buddies, well, not my buddies anymore. One of my buddies was saying that 
Um, whenever someone writes a complaint to the barracks, um, they always like get together. The sergeant all calls them, and I'm sure this freaking happens. The sergeant calls them in like the office, and there's like 20 troopers there, and he reads off all the complaints in the emails, and the troopers all laugh about it and make jokes about it, and they all have like a good time about it. You realize how like messed up that that is. So if someone were not to seek legal action and they were to say, "I'm just gonna write the write the barracks, let them know what was going on." And the troopers are going to laugh, laugh about it, like sit around like, yeah, we got such big balls. We own everybody. We're, we're top kings here. Nobody can touch us. This is the problem with Pennsylvania State Police. This is the problem. I just had an, an, another story I was going to tell you guys quick because I'm going to wrap this up. Um, oh, what was it? I knew it in 10 minutes. It was in our time I, I owned a freaking cop from, uh, from the barracks. State Trooper. Wait, wait, wait. Let me go with my notes. Let me go with my notes because I'm sure I wrote it down. I'm sure I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, man up. Oh. Pull over and bike. Lane spender. Pest trooper. Uh, okay, maybe I don't. All right. All right. Maybe I don't have it written down. So I totally forgot what I was going to say. And it was it was so good. Well, oh well. If I remember, I'm going to write down in my notes. And then, uh, we'll, like Jen Plossy, Plossy says, we'll put a pin in it and circle back around. It was a good story. Man, I can't believe it came in my head and went out of my head that quick. Mm. So, yeah. So, that's why I have a problem with this. They think they're above the law. No matter what kind of email they get, complaint they get, they think nobody can touch them. And that's why with this whole George Floyd thing, that cop, you could tell he was on an egotistical trip. That's why he wins a phase that he was uh, on the guy's neck. All right. So there's a lot of things like, oh, just he should have stopped resisting and this and that. He would still be alive to this day if he just didn't resist. No, there's certain things you do and certain things you don't. And if someone's not breathing and you have your like knee on their neck, obviously, you're not a moron. You were trained for this. You don't kill the guy. Yeah, but he was such on an egotistical pull when they were saying get off his neck. He wanted to prove them wrong and stay on George Floyd's neck. And that's how you end up with a dead George Floyd. So I got issues all over. However, I came to Florida and I used to hate the police before I moved to Florida, to be honest. I was I, I just had issues with them all over the place. And um, I come to Florida and I meet uh, a lot of state troopers with like our accident and stuff. Um and uh, doing security at the church. I meet a lot of our St. Cloud police and every single person I've met, like I like them all. I don't get any egotistical vibes from them. I even, I got close with the one guy and I even told him like how I used to feel. And I don't, I don't feel that way in Florida. I don't know if it's cause they're relaxed, they're chill. They just don't have nothing to prove. Like they're here to make sure everyone's happy and safe. Like it's, it's a total different atmosphere down here. So I don't know. Maybe it's a Pennsylvania thing. Maybe it's because I knew a bunch of buddies that became troopers. Maybe it's jealousy. Maybe part of me like wants to be that big of a douche. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But something's going on. Something's going on up in PA. And they got, they got to get that cracked down fast. Otherwise, they're going to have a lot more lawsuits on them. They're going to be checkmated real fast. Um, I thought this car was going to 
illegally pull out because they live down on one-way street. So, guys, that's it. Let's wrap this up. Um, thanks for joining me. This is another good podcast, I feel. It's always funny because I do the podcast and I start out and I'm just, like, heading to work on, like, a Tuesday. And I just feel like it's dull and boring. And then the second part of my podcast, the second 30 minutes, I feel like it's on. It's it's good. It's getting there. And then I feel like just now, I feel like I was on fire. I was on cloud nine. Spitting facts. Don't care who hears, who hear, who gets butter. I don't care. I'm spitting facts. That's how I felt. I feel like this last part was fire. I'll probably try to post it on my Instagram story somehow. Be like, yeah, guys, tune in. I'm going nuts. Somebody stop me. Um, hey, buddy, you got to move. I can't see the road. You can't stop right there. Um, so, yeah. So, other than that, here we are. We're facing Tropical Storm. Alex is the name of it. And uh, hopefully we survive. I mean, I'm a renter, so it blows my house down. Okay. Now I'll just uh, wait for a new house, I guess, because I'm a renter. It's not really phasing me. I'm excited to uh, maybe just hang out the house tonight. No beach. No nothing's really going on. I'll probably just be drinking, trying to make TikToks. That's probably what I'm going to do. So, guys, if you're about to go into the weekend, have a great weekend. If you're listening to this on a Sunday or a Monday, we're about to head into work week. Let's get it. I'm with it. Uh, so that's it, guys. Thanks for tuning in again. Episode 3. This concludes it for the Bozo Buzz. Let's go!